Stem cell science is changing medicine and our understanding of human development. Learn more with the Stem Cell Channel. Visit uctv.tv slash stem cell. My mom and I were at Ruby's, and she asked me what my wish was for my 12th birthday. I didn't want to say it out loud, so I wrote on a napkin to have my disease go away forever. Since 2003, the mission of the Cystinosis Research Foundation has been to find better treatments and a cure for cystinosis. Dr. Stephanie Shirky was a young, ambitious genetic researcher with big ideas that was, at the time, more science fiction than reality. I didn't know any patients. Cystinosis was just a name. And now it's not a name of a gene. It's, you know, name of faces, name of families, name of patients. I cannot imagine as a mother seeing my uh, kid in pain and distress every day because we have to go through um, this disease when you have all the tissue that will little by little fail. My goal is to try to find a solution for that. We have a long journey in front of us to make sure it's working. But if it does, that's all I want. I just want to get this disease to go away forever. just around Hayden and you, f- you forget uh, with her personality and her lust for life that her body is battling something every single day every moment whether she's awake or asleep there's something happening on-call pediatrician thought to do a kidney panel and by the next day we were in to see a pediatric nephrologist who was the first person to tell us that he thought it might be cystinosis. It was an extremely difficult time uh, and just so much on so many things that were unknown uh, about how how this would impact our lives. It's probably the toughest news I've ever had to deal with. Cystinosis is a genetic disease. Um, Both Angela and I had to be carriers of it in order for Hayden to get this. And what happens is there's a buildup of the amino acid cysteine in every cell of her body. Because of that amino acid can't leave the cell, it crystallizes and then destroys the cell. Um, So it first usually comes in the the form of kidney uh, damage and that's usually how it's um, seen, but it affects everything in your body. Over time, it will impact her eyesight, her corneas, um, her muscles, her thyroid, uh, her pancreas, um, everything in her body, uh, every organ and every cell can be affected by cystinosis. Nick and I both have an alarm that goes off, you know, multiple alarms that go off every single day that are repeating, um, you know, seven days a week. Um, it's very important that we, we never miss a dose of this medication. And you just, you can't take a break. There's, there's no rest. There's no break um, when it comes to this because we're, we're keeping Hayden alive.
little kids aren't supposed to worry about, oh, I gotta get my medicine and stuff, and like, they, and then needles and stuff. They're just supposed to be kids, you know, just have fun, and just enjoy their childhood, you know. Tina has taught us you can endure a lot of hardship and still have courage to get up every day and, and pursue and keep moving forward. But the last couple years, cystinosis has been kind of taken over and her organs are starting to fail and her kidneys are the first to go. When Tina was diagnosed, she was just like Hayden. And I, I see that in all the young kids. They have that same path with all the meds. And just each and every day is difficult. There's so many challenges. It seems like when you get over one thing, you're on to another. And then we're totally caught off guard when she was had to go in last, last fall for a transplant, a kidney transplant. That was a hard year. It was really hard. And um, we just thought she would have the stem cell treatment first, or we were hopeful for that. But on the other hand, Jordan went through the stem cell. And um, the next day, Tina had her kidney transplant. We hoped that she'll be healthy enough someday to be able to experience that, and that Jordan was brave enough to, to participate in the trial, and that he'll hopefully do really well, and that Tina will have that opportunity. My parents and I had always hoped the cure would come before I needed a transplant, but now that I look back, it's probably better it happened the way it did. And Dr. Shirky, how far she's come is so... I just, it makes me really happy and I'm just excited and I don't have to worry, I just know I'm in good hands. Jordan went through it and he's doing good so far and I, kudos to him for going through and being the first one because that's a big step, but he wants it just as much as anybody else and I hope we can all get cured someday. Having that cure in front of her just gives her hope every day to get up. It's like another day, I can just make it through another day. We always have hope and we always like had faith in something, but having faith in something and like making something happen are two different things. The Cisnos Research Foundation, we've fought and fought all these years and we're finally just about there. I'm just grateful that Natalie wrote on a napkin that she hopes for a wish one day and that's decided to create the CRF. We are so thankful for Natalie, and the year she made her wishes, the year Tina was born. They've given us so much hope. That's all we have. That's all we have. We're truly thankful. Truly thankful. Oh, Hayden will talk about having cystinosis as a child, um, something that's in her past. I, I would just love for her to have a family of her own. I would love to be a grandparent, even though right now <laughs> that's far from our minds but I just want her to be able to do whatever she wants, whenever she wants. Very early as a student, I have dreamt of doing what we are doing today and treat inherited disorders with gene therapy. When I became a graduate student, my advisor proposed that I work on a condition called cystinosis, a genetic condition where cells cannot get rid of, of a used-up protein, which normal healthy cells do. When we started these studies in France, we didn't know the gene involved in this condition. So over 20 years ago, we identified the gene. This was the first step 
towards using gene therapy. Which means repairing the defective gene responsible for this disease. And this disease strikes in infancy and affects every cell of the body. For many years, the Systemosis Research Foundation and then the National Institute of Health have supported basic studies to understand how this condition operates. And now, with the help of the California Institute of Regenerative Medicine, we have conducted a clinical trial that holds much promise for stopping the progression of cystinosis. Their support has helped us to optimize and develop a method to put the healthy genes back into the patient who have this condition. And this is what we are doing in the clinical trial. What follows is the story of a brave young man, a real hero, and the hope that he and all those like the Cystinosis Research Foundation and the California Institute of Regenerative Medicine have for treating the disease and so many similar disorders with the advances that stem cell science can bring. The day uh, of transplant, I was very happy and excited that the cells was finally going to a human patient. You look at it as, as a birth of a new baby. Um, you're excited, but you're stressed. I was scared of, you know, what if it's not working or what, what if something wrong is happening. Jordan was a perfect first patient because he was so strong and brave. And he realized that, you know, everything was not perfect, but he was never complaining and always very strong. And so we learned from him and from his mom, Bob, as much as they learned from us. My mom's probably been the biggest help in my life with my disease and everything. She's the one who made me compliant with my pills, and even when I didn't want to take them, they practically shoved them down my throat and made me take them, and that made me realize that I have to take the pills to stay healthy and to be able to do what other kids my age can do, and she's always pushed me to be better, I guess, and she's just, she was always there for me. I think as a parent, when you have a sick child, it's, it goes against nature and the circle of life and you're not supposed to be stronger or outlive your children. And if Jordan is cured, it will set things right, and it will be the way things were meant to be. And I can't wait to see it. I moved out me just about a year ago now, I think. And I found Blue, and out of seven puppies, who's the only one with two different colored eyes. It was kind of a love-hate relationship for the first month. And then once he was trained and everything was good, he kind of became my best friend, I guess. Once I start the trial, he'll have to live at my dad's acreage. I started working at Teeny Pumps probably a year and a half ago now. And they said that they'll keep my job while I'm gone. They're one of the people that I wouldn't be able to do this probably without them. I think the hardest part will be in like isolation for a month, won't be able to go outside, I'll be at the hospital for a month straight and 
the, up to a year without having my dog. Oh yeah, I love you too. You look like scratches, eh? Oh yeah. And not being able to eat out for however long. And I don't know how, when I'll be able to go back to work. I feel like once I get cured, I'll basically be starting out as a brand new person. It's gonna take a while, but it'll be worth it in the end if it works. Gonna be leaving my house. Packed all my clothes, packed that bag. Tomorrow, gonna be leaving out this door behind me. Peace now. I think the most difficult part was the anticipation of what would happen. Should I stop him? Is he going to be worse? Could he die? Choosing to do this, it was a big decision for Jordan. My mom and I have been trying to accomplish my whole life is to not have kidney transplant to keep me healthy and hopefully get a cure one day. So it, it kind of feels a lot like it did 20 years ago, that unknown, that diagnosis. It's brought all those feelings back. Anything that you do for the first time is more complicated. But now, I think all my team is more prepared. We know what to expect. So I think that everything will go more smoothly for the other patients. I got admitted to the hospital and I was there for about three weeks and I started the chemotherapy. It's a beautiful day, I love it. Can't wait to go outside. So I was just getting a bag of fluids for probably a week and a half. And then all of a sudden, one day, the side effects just hit me. It was just like, boom, I got them. Probably a week after that was when I lost my hair. I looked pretty good bald, so I wasn't too worried about that. So I shaved it, and now was that. I think it was around noon, actually, when they started doing the actual stem cell transplant. Both my dads were there. My mom and uh, Stephanie Shirky and uh, Nancy came into the room. And they started administering the uh, stem cells and they unthawed and then they put them in a syringe and through like IV style, they put them through my veins into my body and extremely slow because they didn't want to damage the cells. It's a big moment. So then like this was like my second life happening right there. So this was like essential. We did the three months post-transplantation assessment and um, I'm happy to say that Jordan has a level of 1.5 nanomole of half-cysteine per microgram protein. Without cysteamine and before transplant, the level was at 7.8. So after transplant, he has more than 80% of decrease of a cysteine level in his blood. So this is amazing, we cross our finger. Even though things can change, I'm starting to embrace the data and so far I'm happy. Jordan will come every six months for a full evaluation because um, we want to show safety but also efficacy. We will follow him for two years. After, it will be once a year or less often, you know, uh, for, but for 15 years. I think they, everybody is aware that this can fail. But I'm like, when you will really decide that you're happy with the data? I think that already after a year post-transplant, if we have stable data, it would be a really great achievement. But I think it's already a, a good achievement so far. 
it gives hope and the family needs hope. Right now, this is what hope looks like. We're in it. And it's a, it's a really hard place to be, but it's an exciting place to be. It's a wonderful place to be. And we're holding on. We're going to get our miracle. I believe it. And I think we're, we're almost there. Once I get cured, I know, I know I, I want everyone to get cured, right? And it's, this all wouldn't be possible without Nancy and Jeff or Dr. Shirky. It wouldn't be possible without her and her, her staff. Jordan, he surprised me. I, I knew he was a fantastic child and young man, but with this trial comes a huge amount of responsibility. He never looked at this as what could he get out of it for himself. He looked at it as what can they learn from me, and I am so proud. We are very hopeful for Jordan, as the results so far appear promising. We are also very hopeful for the future of others, because the same treatment tactic of repairing a patient's own gene so they can work correctly are being developed for other disorders. For instance, I'm developing the same therapeutic strategy for frequentaxia, which progressively destroys heart, muscle, and nerve cells, and then on disease, which causes premature heart failure. These are not ready to start clinical trial, but the preliminary findings are very positive. This is like a dream come true for me in many ways, because when I started this work, I just tried to treat one disease. We didn't have the tools and knowledge we have now. Now, with the support of CERM and others like the Cystinosis Research Foundation, we know more every day letting us push forward to our shared goal of improving the human condition. <laughs>